I have found so many times in my life where I, and the more I'm understanding of this, the more I'm acknowledging it and observing my own behaviors, the more I can try to shift into the flow state and out of the trying so bloody hard state, because that's just wasted energy. That's kind of like going nowhere. Whereas this is super easy and energy just flows through me to the things that I actually want. So Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Perfect. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for your patience. I got a little bit carried away. Um, trying to create this trading emotional trading journal um, that I have been using for myself, kind of on a easy basis level, shall we say, um, but actually going through and explaining in detail why I'm doing things and how to use it properly, um, A, for myself, so I know that I'm doing it the way that I intend to do it, and B, so that I can send it out to other people and hopefully people can benefit as much as I have. You may have heard me talk in the past about how powerful an emotional journal has been for me um, because, you know, emotion being like the number one thing that we suffer with or that make traders fail. So I've been working on that and I got a little bit carried away. So I apologize for being a little bit late today. Um, on timing and bookkeeping next week, due to some time clashes, I'll be moving this call just 15 minutes later. So for those of you getting up extreme, extremely early, you might be grateful that uh, we'll be starting at quarter to the hour, wherever you are, um, and going for half an hour rather than 40 minutes to the start of our trading call. So it'll be a little bit shorter, but we'll um, be starting 15 minutes later. So that'll be starting next week. Um, other than that, I think that's all the bookkeeping. So I'd like to say that I'm grateful for you all being here, having my having the patience uh, for me when I'm a little bit disorganized. Um, I would like to be grateful today for the lovely food that I am able to put on my table every day. Last night, me and my partner had a great time in the kitchen. Baby was giggling away. We cooked a lovely meal, sat down at the table, and it was just a lovely night. So, you know, I was mentioning this yesterday that so many places in the world, and even when I'm walking down the streets here, there's people who are far, far, far worse off than I am, um, than most of us on this call are. The fact that we can sit here and discuss over the internet how to trade better and how to benefit ourselves is um, a bit of a luxury that lots of people don't actually have. So I'm very grateful for my position, my options, the fact that I've got you know, at least 10 people consistently showing up that want to listen and share with me in the mornings. Grateful for the fresh water I've got pouring straight out of my tap. Don't have to be 
still doing it through a straw or if anyone i traveled through africa for seven weeks and it's not always the same luxury if anyone's been to bali you know you gotta be careful always drinking bottled water but luckily here in germany and i know in canada for sure we've got beautiful fresh water that comes straight out of the tap so i'm very grateful for that so we have a quick flick through the chats here Good morning, good morning, good morning. Grateful for choosing love today, all day. Oh, I love that. Yeah, choosing love. It's it's definitely a choice. And that brings me to a, a point I was listening to the other day when I was going for one of my jogs that often we forget that love is a doing word. Love is something that we need to consistently do. It's not something that just happens. It's, God, my English is horrible, but I know there's a difference between adjectives, verbs, and nouns. <laughs> and my partner would kill me. But I'm pretty sure it's an adjective, which is a, a doing word someone please correct me i'm horrible with this stuff but it's a doing word you know we have to do love we don't just have it it's not just something that we expect not not something that you know we we think is just there but it's something that we do we show appreciation we show our love day in day out and i'm sure anyone who's been in a long-term relationship maybe mike you can chime in on this but the ability to repeat the actions of love and show it over and over again is what love is and not the concept shall we say so i love that you choose love that's great that really hit me i like that good morning i am grateful for the fact i get to travel to see rebecca and her family nice love it love it i appreciate you jake thank you that sounds just blissful thank you very much always love appreciation i'll just move my mic a bit closer I'm so grateful for the gift of youth sports. It's so good for my teenage kids and for their parents. Yeah, I used to love sport when I was a kid. Um, I'm grateful that I am feeling better today and being here with you all. Uh, I'm so happy. I know you're having a bit of a tough couple of days, so good to see you're on the mend. Grateful being able to settle into my new home. Super grateful for being able to be back into my working space. Yeah, <sighs> I went through a stage where I didn't stay in the same place for more than like four or five months. And actually settling into a place like I've been in this place for since March. What's that? I don't know. Feels like forever. Seven months. Feels like forever, but it's so nice to be settled in a place. And so once you actually get into that comfortable environment and things are st sturdy, it's such a good feeling. So I am grateful to live somewhere. My disabled son can receive the care he needs. Yeah, that's awesome. My cousin's in a wheelchair and it makes a huge difference when um when they get the care that they need. And so is my um my sister's brother is also disabled and it's, it makes a different, huge difference in your life um, sometimes when it, they don't quite get the, the things that they need. So I'm really happy for you. Yes, adjective. Yeah, oh, verb. Adjective is describing. <laughs> I thought I got it right. Verb. Adjective is a describing word. Okay, thanks for the correction. I'll try to remember that next time. Thanks, Leah. Love is a verb action word. I love that too. Thank you. I'm grateful for this new day and the opportunity to keep trying. Thank you so much for sharing, everyone. I feel like every day we jump in here, the, the participation gets better. You know, the numbers are still growing a little bit, which is nice. And I do recommend sharing to your friends, to your family, to anyone you think can benefit from a bit of personal development. I have been getting the recordings onto Spotify. So if you check out the success shift, with Jake Snedka. Last week's recordings are there for anyone that missed them or anyone that struggles to get onto these calls. Please share it with them. With them, um, And I am trying to get them on each day, but as I mentioned, having a newborn and being as organized as I'd like to be is a challenge, something that I'm also grateful for and something that I'm progressing to, to going into. So I'll get there. 
grateful for the love I have in my life. Reminding ourselves not to take your loved ones for granted and telling loved, telling loved ones that you do love them and appreciate them and all they do to support. Grateful for my husband. Oh, grateful for my health. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy how often we take for granted the things that we, husband too. Yeah, there you go. It's crazy how often we take for granted the things we have in our life. And it's not only until they're gone that we realize how much we needed them or wanted them or missed them. And um, this is a concept of complacency. And I think complacency is a huge factor in many areas of our life where we get into a routine, we get into a rhythm, we start to lose our gratitude, we start to lose appreciation. And that's what can drift things apart. And, you know, that's what can push people away. That can, that's what can ruin relationships. And um, I think it's really important, and this is where gratitude comes in so strong, to find that gratitude every day, to find the appreciation for the things you have and not always thinking about the things that you want, need, or desire, but being in a place of abundance and getting on a high vibration with the gratitude for the things you have. Because when you do that, when you live in a present moment in abundance, most other things just fall into your lap. But the things that you want just end up coming to you. And I don't know if you've ever had it in times in your life, like check, chuck some ones in the chat if you have. I definitely have, where I find that I'm trying so hard to make something happen or trying so hard to do something or please someone or trying so hard to get to this next level. And I just feel like I'm not making any progress. But then I've had times where I'm just in the moment, I'm loving life, I'm laughing at everything, I just take it as it comes. You know, things are just easy and things just fall into place. They just happen. And it just seems to be without any effort, things just end up just falling into my lap or going just so smoothly. Those are the best moments. Exactly, Leah. These are the best moments. And that's when you're in the flow. And it's so contradictory. And I don't understand why it's the crazy universe, laws of the universe, I believe, that when we try so hard for things and really go after them, it's often when we fail. But when we just let things happen, then they come to us. And I actually saw a, actually, I'm see if I can do this. I don't know if you can see me right now, but I saw this um, analogy. I think it was at actually one of the conventions that I went to and it was a German guy, funnily enough. And he was talking about how like when we're really clasping for something, you know, if we truly try to grab at something, we just, we can't grab onto it. Right. It just splashes back. It goes away from us. It like shoots off. It's really hard. But if we kind of just cut gently and just let it be, we can hold on to things and it will pour straight through. I don't know how well you can see on my camera. I'm making a huge mess here, but I thought I'd do it anyway. Um, but the analogy here was that when we try to grasp the stuff, like holding onto water and grabbing on things, it just bounces off. It splashes out of our hands. It's so hard to hold on to. But when we are just at peace, we let things flow and we're just calm in that state, then we can actually... Um, hold on to a lot more and the moments just flow through us yeah i'm gonna to have to clean up my mess but i thought i wanted to do that anyway because i remember it being such a good analogy so electronics don't love water no they don't but that's okay because i had fun doing it and i hope that other people appreciated the analogy as well when it's not forced, things happen. Exactly. 
see, computer's fine. Everything's fine. You just got to be in the moment and have fun. I wasn't planning on doing that, but seeing as the conversation has gone that way, I thought I'd express it and share it. And hopefully it's um, had an impact on other people like, like it has with me. You got to have fun in life, right? See, everything's clean. No mess. No problem. No foul. Right. So this was a funny concept. And when I saw it, I was like, this is so true. And sometimes we have to just take a step back, I guess, and really go with the flow, you know, be in that state. Um, I have found so many times in my life where I, and the more I'm understanding of this, the more I'm acknowledging it and observing my own behaviors, the more I can try to shift into the flow state and out of the trying so bloody hard state because that's just wasted energy that's kind of like going nowhere. Whereas this is super easy and energy just flows through me to the things that I actually want. So on that thought process, you know, it's kind of like if I'm putting all this energy into something and I'm absorbing all this energy trying to get something, the energy that's coming into me can't flow into the achievements of what I'm trying to do because I'm absorbing it by trying so hard with everything. But if I'm just like happy-go-lucky, don't really care, just going with the flow, then the energy that I'm absorbing in just goes straight into the thing to achieve and onto the success. Is that making sense to people? Definitely went off topic here, but I appreciated the, the sentiment, so I, I ran with it. Absolutely. Okay, good. At least I'm not gone off topic too far. Makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. Brilliant. So being aware, being conscious and acknowledging when we're in these states, sometimes we just end up going, I want this so bad. I'm doing everything. Why am I not getting any results? And I think when we start to have this thought pattern, we need to go, hang on, maybe I'm trying too hard. Maybe I need to take a little bit of a step back and give myself a break. Like, I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I find I get so hard on myself. Like I want these huge, big goals and dreams and aspirations. And I love the fact that I like that. But sometimes when I don't get there or I'm not meeting my goals or I'm not achieving things as fast as I'd like, I get really hard on myself and I try to push myself harder. And then that is kind of like a spiral down. You know, you push yourself harder and then that doesn't help. And then you beat yourself up even more. And then your mindset gets all completely shot. And then you're feeling all negative, And then that doesn't help to give any benefit to the things you're trying to do and you just end up in this spiral down it's something i used to do all the time and it's something that i'm always working on but i'm getting better at it as well there's something i used to do a lot but i've learned to be much kinder with myself yeah i'm learning the same thing as well and i, I know every time i pull myself up on it it makes a huge difference and we really need to stop focusing on the things we haven't achieved and start thinking on the focusing on the things that we have achieved and this is actually one thing that i did for myself um, I went through and wrote a list of all the things in my life that I've achieved and that I'm super proud of. And I realized at the end of the day that that list was like three pages long. And I was like, holy shit, I've lived a fucking incredible life. Like, how can I be negative at the fact that I was two days late at writing a book that I want to write or that I blew an account one time at something that so many people fail at? Like, give yourself a break. And then I printed this on my wall. I printed it out and put it on my wall. I didn't print it onto my wall. And I, um, whenever I was having a bad day or feeling hard on myself, I'd come and read that list and I'd start reading. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah. And then I'd get to like the bottom of the first page and I'd be like, oh, I forgot I did that. Oh, I forgot. Oh, that's right. I did that as well. Oh, that's cool. And then by the end of the time reading that list, you know, I was just like in this elated state of both memories from all the cool shit that I've done and 
just so proud at all the things that I've done. And I was just, and this list continues to grow. It doesn't get any shorter. You know, it's not like I can take off things that I did in the past. They're all there forever. And this list just grows. And as I, the list grows and my achievements grow and the things that I'm proud of grow, you know, the easier it is for me to see this huge list of things that I've accomplished and be less hard on myself for the very small thing that I find myself beating myself up for. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Um, I love that list. I heard this and I'm going to do this. Put a picture of yourself as a small child and put it on your bathroom mirror. Talk to that child like someone who deserves love the most. That is you. Yeah, that's beautiful. I really like that. Because um, it is like, and touching on that base, um, the child in you is kind of where all of our, let's say issues are to some extent. Really, um, most of the things that we struggle with are subconscious beliefs and values that we have gotten from a very early age. And that can be people who have got the best environment. They may have just not given the attention on some aspect of their life. And so therefore that stuck with them. I was talking about this last week. Um, I'm just going to scroll through these before I continue on. The page that is amazing. I'm not sure I'd get your, get half a page and I'm twice your age. I better get busier. I could try tiny pages, <laughs> tiny pages. Um, yeah, also like, don't, don't think that it has to be like amazing things. Like I have done a lot of cool shit, but there's also things on there that are like, you know, I, I can't even think of like something that's a basic thing. Cause I literally just moved my room around. I haven't put it back up, but, um, there's very simple things as well. Like the other day I gave a homeless guy a sandwich or something along those lines. Like it doesn't have to be this outrageous thing, but it can be some nice gesture. And if you haven't done that, then go give a homeless man a sandwich and put it on your list. <laughs> it's not a hard thing to do, you know, just be nice and be positive and little things like that, little gestures that you, you've done in your life that you remember. It doesn't have to be this outrageously impressive deeds of skydiving or, you know, traveling the world. It can be very simple things as well. Sim yeah, things that seem small or simple on a list can have huge life impacts. Exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be these ginormous, enormous things. And I would recommend going. And if you feel like you've only got, a list of 10 things and you're not happy with that brainstorm find little things that make you feel proud you know find small things that can do big things for others and just go do them and even if it's selfishly to go put them on your list that's okay like so many times people they will do things and be like oh well i wasn't really doing it for the right reasons but you have to have an outsider's perspective yes if you're gonna like go give someone a homeless person like a food, for example, and then put it on YouTube and only do it because you want a whole bunch of views so that you can get a lot of money. That's a different story. But if you're doing it so that you can put something nice on your list so that you can feel good by making someone else feel good, that's completely normal and completely acceptable. You know, I would highly recommend finding a bunch. If you don't think you've got enough things on your list and you're not happy with it, go find a bunch of small things. Go do a little bit, make it your Christmas goal this year to write up 15 extra things on that list that are small that you can do without any real financial dispute that you can do without huge amounts of time or traveling large distances and just go do them and then create that list and have a list that's twice as long because you had a great Christmas. You know, you could do that in two, three months. And then you've now got something that will last a lifetime that you can look back on. And not only that, you might look at it in six months and go, oh, remember when I did this four months ago, how good it made me feel? Why didn't I go do that again? Why didn't I go and take this, but do it a little bit extra this time? And then you can put like a times two on your list 
And all that's going to do is make someone else feel better by you doing something nice and make you feel better because you did something nice. It's a win-win. So completely not what I was going to talk about today, but make yourself a list of things that you're proud of and stick it on the wall so that you can find appreciation for yourself in times when you're struggling or in times when you're, you know, being a bit too harsh on yourself. Um, just missed a couple of things. Just going back. It's a very cool idea. Trading show brings out childhood issues. Yeah, it does, Erin. That's what I want to touch on. So I will touch on that in a second. Important to enjoy along the way. Our lives are a journey, not a destination. We are not just the next goal. Journal all of your accomplishments, big or small. I like this. Place your attention in the right place. Place your focus on the positives. Funnily enough, I've actually got live for the journey tattooed on my side. So I totally agree with that, Deanna. Um, huge life impacts. We'll be handing out care packages to the homeless on Christmas day this year. Nice. Yeah, my partner and I were, because I love I love Christmas. I got a huge family. Right? We've got like, sometimes we have like 30 plus people at my Christmas in, in Australia, but I haven't been there very often. So this last year we had, I tried to bring her family together and we had like 10 people, but this year it's a bit of a thing like, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, we're not biggest fans, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, well, if you guys don't want to have Christmas, I'm going to go and help some homeless people and give some food or do some soup kitchen stuff. I haven't done it before, but I've always wanted to. And I'm like, if you're not going to have a good Christmas, I'm going to put on a Santa's hat. I'm going to ho, ho, ho around the streets and give out some food or something because I'm going to have a great time. So I, um, I haven't done any soup kitchens or handing out of food yet, but I would really like to. And the family refuses to have a good time. I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to go do that myself. Um, but back on to the topic of the childhood, the child and speaking to your inner child and the fact that ch trading brings out a lot of childhood issues. Issues It does indeed 100%. Now, this goes right back into a very strong concept of mine that I talk about a lot. And that is that in order to change the direction or trajectory or path that we want to go on in any aspect, but let's talk about trading, we need to peel back the layers of who we are and some of the stuff that we've got going on and get right down to the core into our subconscious and realize that that is where 90% of our really strong core beliefs and values sit and reside. Now, up until the age of about six or seven, please, I'm not a scientist, so don't quote me on these numbers, but our brain isn't fully developed. Well, our brain's not fully developed to a 25, but the frontal cortex and the, the prefrontal cortex and two of the lobes in there haven't connected enough for us to have the idea of conscious thought and consequence. And so lots of the stuff that happens to us before the ages of four, five, six, seven, whatever the actual number is, goes straight into our subconscious. And so there are certain things that happen to us that we don't have the ability to consciously think about, like, you know, if, if I was out at the pub and my friend called me an asshole for some reason, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, he's had a few beers or he doesn't really mean it. He's still my best friend, whatever. Because I'm an adult, right? I can consciously think about his intentions, his situations, his environment. However, when we're younger, something like that can happen to us, but we don't have the conscious thought to go, oh, maybe that person was angry. Maybe that person was sad. Maybe that person was X, Y, Z, like they didn't really mean it. And so this just sticks with us. 
it just goes straight into the subconscious. It goes straight to the heart. And we think, oh, we are an asshole or we are stupid or whatever the phrase may be. It doesn't always have to be negative, but usually it is. That's why it's a residing issue. Goes straight into the subconscious and just sticks with us. And then it just stays there as a trait or belief that we have as who we are. And we kind of just grow around it. And unfortunately, this sort of gets buried and leads to other areas and other values that derive itself from that core belief. And there may be four or five or six in there, who knows, that are negative. You might have a whole bunch that are positive, which is great. Um, but as we get older and as we get more developed and as we start to go down that um, path of personal growth and development, we end up realizing that there's something deep inside. Like I get frustrated at the smallest things. Why is this? Okay, let's let's start tearing back those layers. Let's start diving deep and figuring out what is it that makes me frustrated quickly? Or what is it that makes me sad quickly? Or what is it that means I hate the color red? I don't know, whatever it is to you, there's usually some kind of trauma or some kind of belief or value that you hold so dearly to you that has arisen, arisen, rose, I don't know, has rose, let's skip that English, has come from um, a much younger age, right? It is a point in time where you didn't have the ability to consciously correct it. Hello. Didn't have the ability to consciously correct it and understand that maybe it wasn't meant in that way and it sticks with you. And so what do we need to do? We need to look at our inner child. We need to start speaking to that inner child and we need to start really figuring out what it is that hurt us or what it is that's sticking with us, or what it is that controls those beliefs, and start to taper them in a direction that we can be okay with, or find a different perspective or point of view on that topic. Maybe there's a certain thing that frustrates you, and every time it happens, you react in a certain way. Maybe we need to realize, like, look at why that is, and then look at how we can shift our perspective every time that happens, so that we don't respond in the same way. And this is so key in trading. Like when you start trading and you take a loss and you get emotionally wound up and you're like, oh, I should have been right Blah, and hit the button. That is that point in time where you need to go, hang on. This is some core belief I have in myself where I need to be right, for example, which is a strong one, especially in us men. We, we feel like we have to be right. And so as soon as we're wrong, we get frustrated. And then we go, hang on, let's shift this perspective. Why am I agitated now that this didn't go my way? Why am I frustrated that this trade went in the opposite direction? Is it because I lost X amount of dollars? Is it because I was wrong? Is it because I actually knew I shouldn't be entering this, but I did because of greed, FOMO, whatever the reason is? And so this is the whole point or my whole concept of understanding emotion in trading and peeling back those layers to get to those values, those subconscious beliefs that drive a lot of our actions and start altering them, start shifting our perspective on them, start really figuring out what our relationship is with money or what our relationship is with our ego or what our relationship is with, um, you know, the, the time that we spend on the charts and the, the fact that we feel we're deserving of X amount of money. We have to find out what it is within us that has these relationships and start really understanding them and shifting our perspective. And if you can't do that, it's going to be a hard journey, right? And this is why I say to people all the time, trading is not about how long you spend on the charts, but how fast you're willing to peel back those layers and get to those issues of diversity and beliefs and subconscious trauma, shall we say, if that's um, what it is. Now, I'm just going to go back.
I've seen a few comments come through the chat. So it goes directly in as a belief because we don't have the ability to ass assess it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't wear blue until my 30s because my best friend told me I looked ugly in it and it made me sad. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. I love blue. Blue is my favorite color. And but that's the thing, you know, something so, so, so similar like this. And this is a great example. Thanks for sharing that. You know, something like that, your friend may have just had a bad day or, you know, she may have got told by her parents that that blue doesn't look good on her. So what has she done? She retaliated out to the next person who may have looked fabulous in blue. And then this is a residing thing, issue that, that's carried on for, you know, 20 years or whatever it may have been. And it's just something so small and it's so crazy how our body and our mind really react to these things and really hold on to these things. And if we can dig down and get rid of these concepts, then that is when we really start to progress and, and develop as a person. The tapes that keep playing in your head over and over. Yeah, exactly. Until you can actually process or understand the belief. Exactly. Oh, yes. I have had a lot of epiphanies when I can observe my own reactions and tendencies. So valuable. Exactly. The introspection is huge. The ability to assess our own relationship with emotions and values. I'm using this word a lot because it is kind of like what we value is, is huge. And lots of people don't understand that they feel a way, they feel a certain way because of certain values and beliefs. And, you know, it's all mindset, the established set of attitudes that we have. What was the exact definition? I think I got it here somewhere. But it's the establishment of our attitudes, right? Over a period of time. And if that's the case, we can reestablish new attitudes at any moment. We can reassess the way we see the world and change the way we feel. Where is it? I know it's here somewhere. Yeah, the established set of attitudes held by someone. Okay, I had it right. You know, having existed, so established, as we discussed in the very first mindset call, established is having existed or done something for a long time and therefore recognized as generally, generally accepted. So our mindset is these established attitudes. And so we generally accept these behaviors as okay because that's what we've done for years. We've generally accepted that blue doesn't look good on us because we haven't worn it for 20 years, right? This is what the mindset is these established attitudes and we can at any point of time re-establish new attitudes and shift our behaviors and our habits so that we can get out of these thought patterns we just have to acknowledge the thoughts the, the reasons why we're doing it find out what they are and then find a different perspective and then be able to see them in a different light all right i grew up with a poverty mentality every day for the last year, I've done an affirmation. I am enough. I'm finally believing it. It's affected my trading greatly. Yeah, that's awesome. And and it is a very common aspect. Um, you know, I was taught that money is so clutch and that you have to keep every cent that you work for and that, you know, it's, it's really hard to gain and that, like, rich money is evil and rich people are bad and all that sort of stuff. And I just wasn't like my family was loving and caring and worked really hard for everything we had. And they worked really hard to give me what, what I had. But I think because of that, their understanding of money and how it worked had only developed to a certain late stage because that's what they got taught and they just passed it down. Like it's no negativity towards them, but the more we understand and the more we can shift and open up our knowledge and let other ideas in, we can start to change 
the mentality or change the mindset, like that poverty mentality. You know, we can start to shift that when we see that money works in different ways and it's not all evil and X, Y, Z, right? He was mad at me and you blue was my favorite color and he wanted to hurt my feelings. Well, apparently he did a good job. I hope that guy, actually, I hope nothing negative to that guy, but I hope he sees you in blue and is like, damn, I made a mistake. <laughs> poverty was a family value through the generations. It's a big hill. I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, my granddad, he was born, he was around in the Great Depression, right? And when you're in that era, you learn a certain way of life and you pass those teachings onto your children. Like, I'm certainly already passing the, the beliefs and values that I have about money and finance and how it's different to what I got taught onto my son already. Whether that's still practical by the time he's 30, who knows? But it's what I will be passing on to him because I believe it's the best information for him. I mean, I will hope that he sources his own information and just tries to learn on his own, but it's kind of just passed down. My granddad grew up in the, the Great Depression, you know, work hard for the family, save house, X, Y, Z. You know, it was the industrial era that drove those kind of beliefs. But over time, things change. But the teachings passed down through generations haven't much, much. And it's up to us to kind of learn and gather our own information to apply things differently. It's a big hill for sure. I'm reaching the top now. That's what I like to hear. Getting to the top of that hill. Yeah, the thing is, <laughs> and this is in no way to diminish the idea of getting to the top of the hill, but once you get to the top of the hill, you'll get there and you'll be like, ah, cool. Where's the next hill? And that's how we grow. You know, you'll get to the top and you'll be like, yeah, I made it right, I need another hill because it is the journey. It's not the destination. It's that progress. It's that development. It's that change. And it's um, I definitely don't have enough time to go down this path now, but it's that dopamine reward and that pleasure pain sort of balance that us humans really have an imbalance for. So it's quite funny. I really hope that you get to the top of this mountain, but then I hope you find a new mountain <laughs> and you it's bigger and better and the views even better from the top of that one and you can climb that one with just as much intent and just as much vigor as you have on this this one the unhealed versions of ourselves are often unaware of the impact of what we share with others so true i've been able to forgive my own dad and his harm to our family through understanding this that's great forgiveness is so important like being mad and holding grudges only hurts the person who's holding them 99% of the time the person who the grudge is held on doesn't even realize the impact they're causing and letting go and forgiving isn't for someone else. It's always for you. Like I got done over pretty bad by what my best mate and my ex-girlfriend and I was holding a grudge for years for so long. And I don't know why, like it just impacted me. Like they moved on real quick, but I was still fuming inside. And, but, but I then apologized and, and forgave all it didn't make much difference to them, but it made a huge difference to me. You know, that forgiveness, that, that apology is not really for, for anyone other than you. Because holding on to grudges just is no good. As what is it, old Confucius says, you know, if I give you a present, but you refuse to accept it, who owns the present? Well, the same thing happens with anger. If I, if I throw my anger at you, but you refuse to accept it, who holds the anger? Right? Whose is it? Very interesting concept. Right. The unhealed versions of ourselves are often, yeah, exactly. We we're just talking about that. I think that's more common than we realize. 
the mentality towards money over the years within our family is a very big thing to change. So happy for you. And yeah, it's huge. Yes, always new mountains. Yes, very true. Perfect. Well, we've only got a minute and a half left. I really hope I didn't even touch on any of the things I wanted to talk about today, but I'm super happy with that because this was a great um, topic of conversation. And again, really appreciate and grateful for everyone jumping in, everyone putting in the comments. Um, I really hope that we can grow this community so we can have more discussions like this because it really does make things easier when we've got a group of people all working to grow on an idea um, and just make it you know, a communal discussion because I have took away a lot of things um, from this conversation myself and I'm hoping that some people in the chat have managed to take a few things away and if you're listening on the podcast later, I hope you're able to take a few things away from that. I'm about to get cut off because as per usual, I talk all the way to the end of my time. Um, but I want to thank you everyone for joining me. I love you all. And to our traders, I'll see you very soon. Um, to everyone else, I guess I will see you tomorrow with Deanna, I believe tomorrow's Thursday. So we'll have Deanna sharing uh, her thoughts. So enjoy the start of your day. I'll love you and leave you there. And uh, we shall speak tomorrow. Bye. Speak tomorrow. Bye-bye.